This is my final podcast for A Streetcar Named Desire. What I specifically want to talk about is this last scene of the play and how that perhaps fits in to the entirety of the play and the significance of poker as a dominant symbol. And I want to point out that there are a lot of symbols in this play. If you recall in my first podcast, I said that Williams created this idea called poetic realism, his belief that if you put objects on the stage frequently enough, that they would come to take on a symbolic meaning. So many of those symbols in this poetic realism, um, ordinary everyday objects, alcohol, light, bathing, cigarettes, clothing, all of these things become um, these motifs and symbols throughout A Streetcar Named Desire. But I think in the ending, particularly the last line of the play, the poker night takes on even more significance and more symbolism. The last line of the play is said by Steve, Eunice's husband, Stanley's friend, who they frequently hang out with together and particularly play poker. The game is seven card stud. It's the last line of the play. So what does that mean? Well, let's consider other things first. Blanche has left. Stella is sobbing at her departure. Stanley broke away from the poker table momentarily and tries to hold Stella, you know, saying, now, now, honey, now, now. And Eunice had handed the baby to Stella. Stella's last words is she's crying out for her sister. But getting back to the ending in this last scene, scene 11, which opens with these guys playing poker, and this time it's the middle of the day. It's the day when Blanche is getting ready to leave um, because Stan, um, sorry, Stella had called the doctor because Blanche has clearly taken a turn for the worse in her own breakdown. But let's go back to the poker night again, the original poker night, scene three. As I mentioned to you before, so much is revealed in that scene. In scene three, the original poker night, the men are gathered together, Stanley, um, Mitch, Steve, and Pablo, and Blanche and Stella come back from their evening out. It's an essential scene because Mitch and Blanche meet. Um, She has a very significant um, line at the very end of scene three where she says, thank you for being so kind. I need kindness now think to the very end of the play, it's one of her most important lines in the play when she's taken away. Her last line is, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. So there's that kind of connection right there as well. But more importantly, in scene three, so much is revealed about Stanley and Stella's relationship and their abuse. There are other motifs related to poker throughout the play. An important Um, proclamation in scene eight when Stanley is upset with Stanley or I'm sorry Blanche and Stella he calls them a pair of queens because Stella seems to be defending herself defending Blanche but Stanley points out I'm the king around here in a game of poker however a pair would always beat a king even though it seems like a higher card But Stanley still has the upper hand. He pulls out the ticket to Laurel for Blanche's birthday. But more importantly, he exposes her past to her face. And as we later find out, to Mitch. And so everything begins falling apart for Blanche in that part. The last line of the play, the game is seven-card stud. 
If you know anything about poker, you play different types of games. So you could play seven card stud, deuce is wild, which means twos are wild. Seven card draw, which means you can actually exchange up to three cards for new cards. That's a draw. You can play five card draw, five card stud. But seven card stud is probably the purest form of poker that there is. You have to deal with the hands. You have to play, more importantly, with the hands that you're given. And essentially, that's what Tennessee Williams is talking about. You have to deal with the hand that you're given. And for Stanley, Stella, Mitch, Steve, and Eunice, they all have the cards that they've been dealt with, and that's the hand that they have to play. There's a story that I once heard from a UD professor who came to speak at my class when I first started teaching AP literature, that Williams would often be found in the back of the theater at the end of the play. When the curtains closed, he would kind of be laughing to himself. It wasn't really loud, but it was noticeable enough for the people in the back of the theater. And they thought it was kind of odd that there was someone at the, you know, the back of the theater laughing. They thought it was really rude because it's such a heavy and sad play particularly if you're looking at the character Blanche and how she's been utterly destroyed by Stanley. And, but in an interview, Tennessee Williams said, what people don't get, I think, is Blanche got out. Blanche is not in Elysian Fields anymore, the land of the dead. She escaped. We don't know what's going to happen to Blanche, but she certainly seems to be able to put on this new persona with the doctor and kind of hold herself together. The straight jacket's not needed. And she says, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. But for Stella, Stanley, Mitch, Steve, and Eunice, they're going to be there. They're kind of stuck. Back to um, Blanche and Mitch and Tennessee Williams' story. Um, the movie is much different than the original play production. Tennessee Williams was involved in the movie production. He was actually there on set. One of the things that we know, however, is that he had to fight the censors and the ratings for the movie. And two things and two kind of battles that he lost with the production of the movie was one, Blanche's backstory. So in the movie production, when Blanche, or Mitch, Blanche and Mitch are out on their date, she kind of talks about, you know, her first husband, Alan, and she shares the story with him. But all she really reveals is that they were young and they were in love and that he committed suicide. It does not talk about the fact that she caught him with another man and that she essentially fell in love with this gay man. Williams was upset about that backstory not being present in the movie. In the development of Blanche's character, he always thought it was an important way of understanding her sexuality, that her first love and her first marriage, was it was her fault that he did not find her attractive. Um, and there's so many different things to explore there as well, particularly Tennessee Williams as a gay um, playwright and um, even changing his original name, if you read the bio link that I gave you, um, he was born Thomas Lanier, but when he changed his name to Tennessee Williams, it was when he fully embraced his identity and who he was. So he was pretty upset that that backstory of Blanche was taken out of the movie production. 
The second thing that the movie production um, changed was the ending. And this is what I think is probably even more significant, particularly if we look at the fate of the characters. In the movie production, Stella grabs the baby out of um, the bassinet and she's seen, you know, holding the baby and she says she's heading up. She's going to run up to Eunice's and Steve's apartment. And she said, we're never going back. We're never going to go back to him. Williams found this to be highly unrealistic, but the censors said that it would seem very irresponsible and inappropriate if the ending of the play suggested that Stanley and Stella were still going to be married because of the abuse and the future of the child. So those are two things that kind of change. And again, more importantly with the movie, you don't have that last line. In the movie, they're still playing poker and that scene is set up. But in the movie, you don't have the last line of the play, the game is seven card stud, which is still, again, so very, very highly symbolic. I saw an interview once with Billy Crystal, and he also talked about his own life. He looked back at his life and some of the difficulties that he had to face as an individual, you know, the loss of a father at a very young age. And one of the things that he said is that really, you basically life kind of hands you this game, this 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 hand, this card, and you either play the hand or you fold. He was talking about how in his own life he would never, you know, let go of the difficulties and the troubles that he experienced because it would have had a profound impact on the person that he is he has become. But Tennessee Williams kind of takes a different turn, doesn't he? The game is seven cards stud, and he's basically saying that we have to play the hand that we're dealt with. We're kind of stuck with that. And again, with all his characters, you see who is stuck, but who also escapes. So I hope that helps you understand a little bit more of Streetcar. Again, I think there's some other really important symbols in the play, um, the paper lantern paper lantern, the idea of light and dark, as I mentioned before. And I invite you to kind of look at those connections of those symbols um, with characters as you think back to the play and think about the overall meaning. But that explanation I wanted to provide for you because I think it's pretty significant in understanding perhaps what Williams had first conceived of in his play, The Poker Night. <laughs>